So, I have to be honest, I really feel like a fucking rube every time I try to say words in French, um, which is, you know, just the worst possible thing for, like, really basing a significant portion of my podcast um, on something that's set in, in Paris. Um, but I think the, the the other thing in my life that just makes me feel so incompetent is ice skating. Um, I don't know if either of you know this about me, but I am, like, truly the world's worst ice skater. Like, it is a, it is a like... It is a real joke among my friends in college about how truly terrible and incompetent I am at ice skating. You didn't, you didn't take the ice skating class on Notre Dame. I know, for no, a gym. because I, I like I can't I can't I can like barely stand up on ice skates. Um, it's like it's really it's shocking because I'm like kind of athletic. Like I played sports yeah. in high school and like yeah. through like not not for not for Notre Dame, but like I played all sorts of intramural sports. Like I'm I'm like a reasonably athletic person and I cannot ice skate. Um, it makes no sense, but I, I I just can't do it. And like Kelsey, like takes oh, figure Kelsey skating lessons. It. She loves to ice skate. Right. I just I I can't do it. Are there things that make either of you feel just like like things that you feel like are like normal things that like your average person can do that you just like cannot do that make you feel that way? Like technology things. Okay. Like for example, when we have for the podcast and we have to like plug in the microphone and it's like. There's pictures there, and you say, like, microphone versus speaker, and I should be able to know which one is headphones and which one is not. And, like, I I can't. <laughs> okay. It's like I like the wheels are turning in my brain, and, like, nothing's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Incompetent things. I think, I'm Eric, I'm just picturing you on the ice with the, you know, those things they give little kids where it's <laughs> totally. like, a, like a walker. <laughs> Even that, basically. I feel like I would slip. Yeah. I feel like I would slip <laughs> and fall. You're like, my foot is under it somehow. I don't know how. Um, like, I can ski. Yeah. Like, it, 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 mm-hmm. like, it makes, it just doesn't See, make that any sense. See, that doesn't make any sense, right? Because it's like roughly, yeah. Um, okay, things that make me feel incompetent. So the first two things that have come to mind. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say um, truly, like, math. Like, sometimes even basic math can be very difficult for me. Like, okay. I just, I, and I, you know what? I'm just, I'm I'm willing to own that, like, as an adult. Like, I just, I, I never liked it in school. I use my um, calculator app all the time. I can't really do a ton of, like, the sum. You know, it's like people can do certain, like, sums and stuff like that in their head. I just, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and... What's the other thing? Yeah, I think I just struggle with that. The, uh, the another thing would be um, because I was like I've always been such a big reader. There's so many words that I know that I have never heard said out loud, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the pronunciation that I give them is almost always like wild and like <laughs> incorrect. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. Such so, like, as? I'm just I'm trying to think of what it was like the first one that. So the first one that comes to mind, which is like, I mean, it's more, it's like a name, so it's not really, but like when we all read Harry Potter when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I knew you so were going to say this. So, yeah. There's so many examples <laughs> yeah, from this. Yes. Well, because you know how like, I think like, so it's Hermione is her name, but I for seven books, and I mean, the yeah. movies even started going out, called her like Hermione for yeah. like, for because mm-hmm. I was like, that is how Hermione. it reads. Hermione. Hermione. Yeah. Hermione, yeah. Whatever it was, not anything would have prepared me to learn that it's pronounced Hermione because I was yeah. like, that those letters don't go together that way. And mm-hmm. so there are a lot of, there's a lot of words that I have read where I'm, it's like, I know what they mean, you know, in the context and stuff, but I've never said it out loud 
or heard other people say it out loud. I, I wish I could remember the specific one, but Patrick and I got into one the other day where I used it. And he goes, <laughs> he's like, you're not like it's pronounced this way. And I was like, you're wrong. And he goes, no. <laughs> and we had to do that thing where you go on YouTube and you look it up and you have uh-huh. something pronounced it. So <laughs> you don't remember was, what it was, though? I don't remember what it oh. was, but I was way off. I was way off. <laughs> it's something to do with, do with trees, but it was like it was a completely different word. I was like, well, I don't even know why I should use this in context anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just done with this word. I just done. It's just out of my vocabulary. I love that though. I read something once years ago and I think about it all the time. So if like, if you pronounce a word wrong, it just means that you learned it while reading and like, what a beautiful thing you read a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, really it, like, nice. releases shame from me. Because now, like, I mean, kids mm-hmm. do that all the time, right? And they get embarrassed, and you're like, oh my gosh, what's yeah. embarrassing about that? Like, but, yeah. yeah. Well, thankfully, I think I've surrounded myself with people who go, oh, I think it's pronounced, like, the correct, but, you know? And, like, rather than being like, what are you even saying? You, you know, like, ask. you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ruin. Right? Harmony. Yeah, I, for a while, I would say harmony, but then I was like, no, it must be Hermione. Yeah, you're like, can't be anything else. Wouldn't even make sense. I feel like I had some embarrassing ones with Harry Potter. Like, I think it was Professor, mm-hmm. I think it was Professor Snap for me for a while. <laughs> I um, love that. I think it was, I yeah. think it was Dobie for a while. Yeah. It's kind of oh, nice, yeah. though. It's like you make it your own, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah. True. And I mean, there was an abundance of made up words there, too, obviously. But yeah. I thought of another thing that's, okay. I feel like mine are all related, like the technology thing and like crocheting or knitting of mm-hmm. just like understanding what's going to happen when you put things in a certain order. And yeah. related to that one, if you're trying to like print and something is printed on the front and you want to put it into the printer so that it prints <laughs> on the back and it's like in the right place, but yes, like I yes. can not. Yes. You're just like... I'm stupid. Like, I don't. <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's a great example of exactly what I'm talking about. Thank it you. Is. Whatever kind of knowledge that is, I don't yeah. have. Isn't it? It's like, because it's almost like a spatial thing, too. Yeah. Because yeah. I, so along the lines of printer stuff, same thing. When they say, like, when you're printing double-sided and they say on, like, the whatever side or the whatever side. And I literally, in my mind, have to be like, well, if I want them to flip it like this <laughs> and read it this way. But even I, so, I'm like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. I have to like you just, visually you test, be like, oh, you test one out. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, it's been like it's been like a solid like three years since I used a copy machine, which seems wild. But like you know, yeah. working from home uh, since since the beginning of the pandemic, no no copy machine in the house. I do. So I I feel great going back to it. Like I'm a big fan of like all the different colored papers. And oh class, yeah. You're like bring out the yellow paper. Like write this on the green one. Uh, <laughs> but when the copier is broken, like a life should just end. Like you can't function. Yeah. Not a big. You're not a. You're not a Google Classroom user. I mean, we do it, but <laughs> you hate it. <laughs> Sarah, I do it, but I don't enjoy it. <laughs> oh man! All right, so we're gonna we're gonna dive back in. I'm going to to ask Lindsay to pronounce um, our characters. Rose and Manu are in the <laughs> Balmatra. District. That na- district or neighborhood <laughs> at the workshop of Manu's aunt slash cousin, Sylvia Deverin, who has just died unexpectedly from 
hypothermia, but the medical examiner has informed Rose and Manu that her heart was and remains frozen solid. And so they go to her workshop, they start to look around, they see that it seems like she was working on a, on a wedding dress. Rose looks through some papers and sees that it looks like it's a wedding dress for a young woman named Denise Danton. And just before we ended, Rose looked over Manu's shoulder as Manu was telling her who, um, who the Dantons were, and she sees... In ice and snow, on the brick of the fireplace, so absolutely should be melted, a strange symbol. Now, mm. out of character, um, Lindsay, this yeah. symbol is the yellow sign. Um, <laughs> I mean, I figured, <laughs> I, you know, out of character, I had a strong feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, when, when people are listening to this, um, will be tattooed on my forearm. Um, that's, I'm, I'm so excited. Like in like three days, I'm going to get my first oh tattoo. My God, and it's going to be the yellow sign, that is um, so exciting. <laughs> which I'm super excited about. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, so by the time this actually publishes, um, that, that will yeah. be, that will be the case. But Spoiling some ink. <laughs> so to you, Rose, it, it looks, it's, it's a strange symbol. It looks occult. Um, you know, it, it you know, it doesn't look like a letter or anything, it's it, maybe it looks like a snake or a dragon or like like a claw maybe there's like some rounded edges and some points but i think the most shocking thing obviously is that it's made of ice and snow and it's just there frozen on the wall um i need you to before you react at all i need you to roll me a composure check please okay and remind me how that works i just rolled this the six die so you're going to roll a d6, um, okay. but you need to let me know if you want okay. to spend any points from your composure pool to add to your roll. No, I am good. Okay. So then um, just go ahead and roll. Okay. I got a one. That's not great. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get a shock card. <laughs> um, that is yeah. a failure. So you okay. you two are going to get your first shock card um, okay. for failing. You gaze willingly at the yellow sign. Um, oh god. <laughs> and so you are going to get a shot card that is called Song of the Sign and it is actually a continuity card which is which is an interesting type of card if you've listened to season 1 or season 5 Monty Hogg has a continuity card Dead Eyed Stare which it go it lasts between sessions it doesn't automatically go away. Wow. Um, okay. All right. And so you take a minus 2 to composure tests which is not great um, moving forward. So you're very shaken up by this thing. And you take a minus one to all other presence tests. So composure is, is um, again, the, the general abilities are split into focus and presence. Um, uh, so this is, this is another thing that we haven't talked about, but you may refresh any pool other than composure. And so refreshing a pool means kind of after you've spent points from it in a scenario, like filling it back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may refresh any pool other than composure by committing murder. Okay. Um, and you may discard as a recipient of an inspiration or a reassurance push from someone else or by making a steel push yourself. Mm. Okay. And you get two pushes per scenario. So if you want, if you wanted to like do that now or you wanted, mm -hmm. uh, or if, if Manu wanted to do this um, at some point during the scenario, 
you can describe what it looks like to to either inspire this um, this fear away from you or reassure this fear away from you, or in your case, to um, use your steel ability to kind of shake this effect off. But let's just let's start by just saying like, okay, so you see this thing on the mm-hmm. wall. You're, you feel you you feel like you are losing your composure as you see this. Like something about this on the wall is incredibly unsettling to you. How do you react? Um, you know, I think for Rose, the the moment the moment Rose sees that on the wall, her body is just flooded with that cold cold feeling. Just like it's almost like an icy bath that she's plunged into, even though she's standing right by the fire. You know, it's a warm room. She's already taken off her scarf. Um, because the her understanding with the way that the world works, and she feels like she has a very good grasp on it, um, it makes no sense that there would be this uh, ice at all formed on like the, the brick of this very hot fireplace. And it, to her, is is in a very clear, deliberate shape. She doesn't know what the shape is. She doesn't understand it, but it's it's not just something, you know, jagged on a window pane. It's like a very clear symbol. And so that that really tight grasp that she has on, you know, knowing who she is, what the world is like, it feels unmoored at first. And so I think almost immediately Rose takes like a defensive stance. She, uh, a, a quick half step back, you know, she bumps into the table that that the aunt's drawings are on and she reaches out very quickly to place her hand like firmly on top of that wood to steady herself. And I, and, and I think, uh, her other free hand, her right hand like reaches up and it just sort of rests on the, the base of her throat. She just sorts of, she holds it there and presses her palm against like where she can feel like her heart beating. And Manu, you were describing who the Danton family was, and then you just see you see Rose kind of stumble backwards and like steady herself on the table. And I think that kind of brings her out of like her own swirling thing and like back into the world. You know, she's been in this state of shock, and she just like leaps up and is like, oh, "Rose, what is what is it? What is wrong?" And it's like now she's ready to like be caring for someone. Uh, and I think Rose, for her, she takes a moment to speak. She's still staring at the symbol and it feels like her tongue is like like blocking up her ability to, to even talk. And then finally, after a minute, um, she pulls her hand away from her throat and she points towards the, the ice that she sees on the, on the chimney. And she just simply says, do you see that? And even as she sees her pointing, Manu, like stands almost so she's like putting herself in between rows and whatever it is she's looking at almost like in a protective like hands out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of situation and then also looks at the fireplace you do see it uh, so i also need you to roll me a composure no! test please no! okay um so i i was i just looked this up as you were talking um i see that you rolled uh be careful next time if you want to spend any points before you roll but it seems like you were maybe successful oh, sorry no no, no <laughs> it's okay but I, would, I, do, I don't I do... think i would have anyways but okay I do want to point out, just also remember that you already have one shot card, so this, um, if you failed, this would be a second shot card. And you only get three. Um, just, you know, just keeping in mind. Um, I don't want you to just, like, you know, like, unexpectedly <laughs> <Yeah>. die. Um, <laughs> Shortest Patreon yeah. uh, ever. We, exactly. oh, yeah, we yeah, both lose our minds in a matter um, of uh, 50 minutes. But I just, yeah. I just looked this up because you both have some penalties to particular general ability rolls right now. Um, I believe that Manu, from her first shot card, you have a minus one on focus checks. And um, we know now that um, Rose has a minus two on composure and a minus one on other presence checks. I looked okay. it up to make sure because I wanted to make sure I was doing this correctly. 
there are actually three types of general abilities. There are presence, focus, and physical. Um, and so for you, Manu, the focus um, checks that you are taking a minus one to right now are first aid, mechanics, and sneaking. You don't have to write it down. I'll, I'll keep track for you. But first aid, mechanics, and sneaking are the focus ones. And for you, Rose, the presence ones are composure, which you're taking a, a minus two on. And then preparedness, which is a minus one. You'll take a minus one. And sense trouble, which is a minus one. Okay. The physical general abilities are athletics, fighting, health, riding. Um, but uh, so it seems like you rolled, uh, Manu. Uh, what did Sorry, you? Sorry, yes, I did. I got a six. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you, uh, you are okay. You are not affected in the same way that Rose is by this sign. I think also, it strikes you immediately. You, you're the one that has a cult, right? As a, as an investigative ability. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. It strikes you immediately as an occult symbol, but not one that you recognize, and you think you would. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think it doesn't affect her. Like, Manu just... There are unexplainable things in life, and that adds to its beauty, you know? Like, she's like... <laughs> she, it, it doesn't seem strange to her that there are things in this world that you cannot explain. Like a frozen heart? Well, that... I mean, that makes her sad. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but, yeah, she's not, like... It doesn't, like, rock her sense of yeah. the world. She's like, you know, maybe there's, like... Cows are born, and sometimes there's strange things. It's just, you know... It almost feels like the unnatural is part of the natural. Okay. So then... I think Rose so asked, do you yeah. see that? Yeah. Okay. We, oui. But Rose, it is, it is odd. But are, are you all right? Uh, and I think, you know, Rose takes... She takes almost another step back, too. Because I don't think she was expecting Manu's sort of, like okay okayness like her like the tone of her yeah. voice kind of suggests like well you know yeah that's weird but like what are you gonna do but this is like obviously very very much rattle rose so she takes a new even almost an, another step back like kind of further like digging that table like into the into her side and um and she says but it's ice it's something it's a symbol made of ice on this fireplace how can that how can that be it should be melted how could anything be frozen on here Something strange is happening here. I told you this. Someone has, someone has done this to my aunt. We must. We've had quite a shock. I think you should sit. We should gather our things and we should we should leave this place. Um. Do you, Sarah, have either inspiration or reassurance as investigative abilities? Yes, inspiration. Both. You have inspiration. So I would say, if you would like to kind of add a little a little inspirational note to that and use a push you could remove this card from Rose if you would like to and I only get two of those this whole time yes it's up to you you don't have to can I decide to do that later if it's like yeah, mm -hmm. yeah okay I think we're not gonna do it now because we don't understand I don't feel like she understands yet like how deeply it's affected Rose sure sure um so maybe she's like Rose you you stay here and she, like, kind of goes around and, again, just, like, looks for any other info that they need, like, the address of the assistant. Um, and then is, like, preparing, like, to leave, I think. Sure. Yeah, you're able to find the address of the assistant. The, her assistant's name, who you've met before, um, is Adelina Durand. Durand. Um, and you find her address. Um, she lives in the 
I'm sure that I am pronouncing this like a dumb American, um, but I would pronounce it Belleville. Is there a, do you know if there's a, a particularly French pronunciation of that district? I am not Belleville. aware. Okay. <laughs> Belle, Bellevue? Bellevue? Yeah. Bellevue. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Belleville. Belleville. <laughs> Bellyville, actually. <laughs> yeah. Bellyville. Yeah, at least I didn't say Bellyville. Um, which is kind of a, a working class neighborhood. Um, okay. And you also find the address for the Dantons, okay. who uh, who live in the the 16th arrondissement um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in well Passé, nice. P-A-S-S-Y, Passé. Um, sure. I, I, I believe that is actually correct neighborhood, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a... It's for, it's kind of like for the nouveau riche, right? It's it's for like, okay. kind of wealthy but not um, aristocratic families. Mm-hmm. So she gets those, and I think she really like made Rose just stay over by the table, and kind of gathers these things and comes over and like stands in front of her and like makes eye contact and is like, Rose, like we cannot let ourselves be bothered by this. It does not make sense, but I want you to try and pull it from your mind. I need to go and talk with Adelina. Would you like to come with me? Um, and I think that, you know, Rose, Rose standing there while, uh, where Manu sort of like faces her head on and, and kind of says that to her, like, we need to move forward. Uh, Rose, Rose is a little bit staring off into the distance, uh, breathing slowly, trying to calm herself. And I think she just, she just merely nods. She's she, right away. She starts to pull her scarf out of her pocket, wrap it around her neck, signaling that she, she is ready to go. She's willing to go along, but she just, she just nods. It seems ready to follow. So Manu is like, Allons-y. Like, wait, do they need to like put the fire out? You think it'll go out? It's in the fireplace. Okay. I mean, you can put it out if you want. But it's not like at this time. It's not like <laughs> leaving a candle lit in your apartment. It's like dang, it's just normal. It should be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. It would be something that would be kind of left, you know, like stoked continuously throughout the day to keep it warm in there. So. Okay. Odds that this carriage is still outside. <laughs> I mean, I you're you're pretty charming, so I think I think he's I think he's I think he's not sure why, but I think he's just still sitting out there. Yes, <laughs> he's not I sure why. Okay, okay. <laughs> and you tell him where you want to go in um, in Belleville, Belleville, um, <laughs> Belleville, and um, and you go, and so cool. you you go to the address. Yeah, exactly. It just it's it's a nice it's a nice way for me to hand wave thinking about how you get around. It's it's great. Yeah. You're just like, you know, you're in this Charmed. like horse horse drawn carriage just like riding through this this like snowy Paris. It's like it's pretty quaint actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. If it weren't if it weren't such a tragic situation, it would be great. Yeah. So, you you um you head to to Belleville and you you go to the address and it's a it's a it's a small home it's not an apartment complex it's a, it's a it's a mm. it's a very small home in what looks like a very cramped and kind of run down neighborhood and you go to the door you knock and an older woman comes to the door and says uh yes can i help you the older woman is not Adelina. 
No, Adelina's like a young, a young, like apprentice type. Okay. I think Manu would, would take the lead. She said, I'm, I am Manu, I am the family of Sylvie. Adelina is, is here, no? We, we would, we need to speak with her, please. We, oui, we. Oui. Adelina! Adelina! The woman like shouts into the, into the house and like you hear like there, it, it, as, as that happens, like, it seems like there are lots of people in this house, right? Like, it seems like it's a yeah. big family. There are, like, some younger children um, and, so, you know, a few more people that are Adelina's age. And she doesn't come right away. And mm. the older woman says, Adelina, there is someone here to see you. And um, a young girl comes, comes I mean, or a, like a young woman um, comes kind of, like, slowly walking down the stairs she seems shaken um, a little bit and a little nervous. And she's dressed in what are very clearly like clothes that are not, they are not fine. They aren't, you know, they're, the, the materials are kind of, are, are probably like a little less expensive, but they're, per, they're put together perfectly, right? Like she's mm. making absolutely mm-hmm. the best out of, um, what little she has. Um, so she clearly like has some, some talent for, um, for fashion and is clearly also learn was learning from, from aunt Sylvia. And she comes down and she says, Oh, hello. Um, hello, Manu. Uh, hi. Um, I, I, I'm so sorry for, for your loss. And while she's speaking, Manu is like rushing over to her and just like, you know, a, like big hug, very French kiss on the cheeks. Like, oh, I am so sorry for us. Like, oh, our <laughs> Sylvie is is gone. It does not make any sense. And when you when you come over and you give her a hug, she just like buries her face in your in your chest and like starts to 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 cry a little bit. She says, "I, Manu, I just I I can't believe it. I I don't know what happened. I I can't believe it. It is not a thing that can be believed. We should we should sit and talk, no." She's like inviting us in, ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's like, uh, yes, um, um, Mama, could you? Would it be possible for some tea? Is that? And and the older woman says, "Yes, no problem, Adelina. I will. I will bring some to you. Feel, go, go, go in there and and speak with your friends." And Manu also goes over and just like grabs the hands of Mama and says, "Oh, merci, Madame." <laughs> What is what? so charming? <laughs> she's, she's like ready to be like invited in to join the family, like. Yes. And she she just kind of like she reaches out and like now she can tell that you're like you're like related to or like at least have some connection to this woman that she now she knows has died, and she just like reaches and like pats like touches your face and like pats it and says, "I am I am so sorry for your loss." Merci. Uh, and so then you go into kind of a sitting room off right off the foyer of the house. And I think Rose Rose just sort of follows like a little bit like a zombie at this point. Like she's just like kind of like haunting behind um, Manu and, you know, wherever they go to sit down, like, you know, she just kind of she also sits down like right, you know, kind of perched at the edge of her seat, just like paying attention. But yeah. Manu like makes sure that she's like near enough to the fire, that she's like settled, like that everyone is, you know, uh, yeah. getting what they need. <laughs> and then... Yeah, it's like, Avelina, I just... Where to begin, but unburden yourself to us. What have you seen? Well, uh, I was with Mademoiselle Deverin at, at the workshop last night. Uh, 
very late. I we were we really we we were trying to finish the dress for Mademoiselle Danton until until all hours of the night, and it was it was past midnight, and she told me she told me to to go home. Um, she said she was going to continue working, but that I needed I need that she wanted me to get rest, and so. I left and I, I said I would I would come back first thing in the morning and and well you know I I got back and she, there she was on the floor of the workshop Oh no where on the floor She was she was right right by the right by the dress stand she like like she had like she had collapsed while working on the dress I at first I thought perhaps she had overworked herself and was and it had had worn herself out to the point that she fainted. But I, I went over, and she was, she was so cold. But it was so hot in the room. Oh, Adelina, what a fright you have had! She has this happened before. She has ever collapsed while working. No, no. It, she was. I, I'll admit, she was, she was stressed out by this by this dress. Uh, the the father, Monsieur Danton, he is very demanding. You know, she's been she's been working so hard on it, but no, nothing. She's never collapsed before. Navré, he was, he was demanding. She was. This is not like her. She yes, was. He, she was stressed. Please, if you can say more. Yes, he, he's he's a, a hard man to please. It seems, and uh, you know, it, it, it's the wedding of his only daughter, and you know, you know how you know how rich men are. They. They think that their money allows them to treat people however they please. <laughs> Manu's like anger comes back where she's like she gets kind of like a haughty Frenchness, you know, I'm sure we can all picture that. And looks at Rose mm-hmm. and is like, This is the man who has done this. I knew someone has done this to her. Um, I think Manu like uh looking over at Rose and sort of like when she's she's regarding her in her speech, like it sort of snaps Rose has sort of been staring off until like a middle distance listening to all this and it sort of snaps her right out and she um she looks over at the young woman and says, Um, when you found the body, how was she laying? Where were her hands? How was she shaped? She like thinks for a moment and like tries to tries to remember and she says she was on her back again her legs were almost underneath her as if she had fallen in place and she had she had thread in one hand she was still clutching the thread in one hand again as if she was as if she had been working on the dress in the moment that she fell were her eyes open yes i i i closed them I think Rose Rose pauses here and she you know her eyes kind of drift away it's clear that she's thinking and then she looks back at the young woman and says um had she made much progress on the dress could you tell yes she she was nearly finished what did Danton want what were the changes that he asked for just it, it he made it seem as though it was his daughter that was asking for the changes just you know small small flourishes and and touches to make it the the perfect dress for the the perfect day you you know you know, you know what you know what brides can be like uh 
I think when uh, she makes the mentions of you know what brides can be like, you know Rose's <laughs> Rose's brow furrows a little bit. She <laughs> cannot relate, um, but I think that <laughs> that cultural reference is not reaching her. Um, but you've I heard think... of you've heard of bridezilla. <laughs> uh, uh, <little> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I think that like it seems like there's like a little color returning to Rose's face and and so that's like her questions start to be a little bit more like succinct and, and forceful it seems like you know she's she's piecing together like she's like she's creating this sort of tapestry this vision in her in her mind as she's like getting this information so she starts to continue like a little bit faster and I think um she says, um, uh, when did you last hear from Danton? Did he stop by that day? Yes, uh, yesterday he, he did. He, he came, uh, the dress was expected to be delivered today. And yes, he, he came yesterday to, to check on progress. He was aggressive or how did he act? Stern, I would say. He, he didn't yell, but he, he made it clear that, that, you know, if his if his expectations weren't met, that that payment wouldn't be coming, and you know, Mademoiselle Deverin could not. She had spent so much time on it; she could not afford to not be paid for her work. Did he come alone? No, his his daughter was there as well. What was she like? She seemed very pleased. She he had always made it seem like the requests were coming from her, but she seemed she seemed rather pleased. Had you any other visitors that day? No, no, we made sure that we canceled all the other appointments so that we could work just on, on this dress and make sure it was done in time. And this was usual for Sylvieur? Unusual? Um, unusual, but only only a bit. Um, you know, she she just wanted to make sure that that the dress was as perfect as they wanted it to be. She's, you know, incredibly talented, and she knew that she could she could make it. She just needed to, you know, she she worked through the night on it, I believe. And as a seamstress, was there any request that Danton made that seemed peculiar to you? Any air of fashion that doesn't seem in keeping with a young woman getting married? No, I I would gladly wear the dress myself. I think Rose will pause in her questioning then and look back at Manu and, and you know, her, her forehead is a little furrowed. Um... And she's going to say, this picture remains unclear to me. I, it sounds that she was alone. There's no reason to believe anyone else was there. I, I don't know. There's something about this dress, this dress request that is fixated for me. What are you thinking? And I agree. Sylvia is hardworking, is so talented, it has many demanding customers. This seems as though something is different. It must be. It must be that Danton. <laughs> Monsieur. There's something evil about him. I just I just sense it. Adel- Adelina. Adelina? Adelina. Adelina. Adelina, do you agree there's something wrong with this man? I mean, we have worked for many wealthy clients. He seems rather typical for for the type of people that we work with if I'm being honest we oh, oui, and yet she does not end up dead from the other clients no this man is and at that she kind of she kind of like starts to to tear up again and says yes yes uh, you're right 
Like, Manu, at this point, is just being forceful. She's like, this has to be the explanation. Like, he right. has to be right. the problem. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. She's like, oh, I don't need yeah. to upset you. I think that Mr. Danton is, is a this temporary visit to Mr. Danton. Monsieur Danton. So I think you wrap up your conversation with Adelina. You 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 drink your tea brought by Mama, Mama Drand, um, and you you head out. Um, before you leave, uh, Manu, she she walks over and she um, she hands you a um, a little like gold pendant, and she says, "This was." This was from Mademoiselle Deverin. Uh, she gave it to me, but I, I think you should have it. That's so nice. <laughs> so sad. Um, oh man. Okay. So Manu will again, like very French, like kiss her cheeks and be like, "You are, you are like a sister to me." And um, you know, get, make sure that she has her contact info. And it's like, I will come and see you again. You can come to me anytime. Like we, we are bonded in this. You will not be alone. You know. Because <laughs> obviously there's like things to you know she like doesn't have a job now all that kind of stuff she like has that in her mind yeah mm-hmm. yeah too okay um and then does she and also like looks at the gold, I don't know is there anything off about the necklace <laughs> no 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 it's like Cold. a <laughs> no it's um let's say it's like a uh, let's say it's like an evil eye pendant maybe maybe your cousin was um was similarly interested in the occult like you were and so it's a it's like a it's like a warding um a warding uh like pendant on a chain so she then she puts it on she asks um i know we have to help her put it on love it so you get back in the uh you get back in the carriage um you direct the man um yeah at this point we like know his name how many kids he has like yeah (laughs) garçon um, <laughs> this man's like, I'm not getting paid for this, I don't think, but uh, but you know, okay. Wait, <laughs> actually, we'll have what... a, a service for um, Sylvie, and he'll be invited. When you return, <laughs> when you return to the carriage this time, he says, "Where to, Mademoiselle?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't see chop chop. <laughs> he's conceded. This is his day. Yeah, he's like, he's like in it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, are you heading to uh the uh? The, the Danton residence? Yeah, I think so. I guess What's maybe the French like... word for house? Uh, maison. Maison right? du Danton. Maison du Danton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although he probably has a chateau, right? Because yeah. it's like, is a chateau <laughs> like a little... Yeah. 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 I think we were at a maison. Um, we have just... We've, we've alienated our entire French listening base in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get a lot of... Angry emails that are false. like, that's not how you say Malmadra. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I've only read it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you not hear what I said? <laughs> um, uh, yes, I think we are going to the Nanton residence. Um, and what was the other thing? I had one more thing that I was thinking about it. Um, I think I think that Rose watches that whole exchange of like the the necklace and the evil eye and she sees it and she does another little like cross <laughs> over herself. Um, just, yeah. just in case. Yes, yeah. And I also think like we kind of have to, we'll probably have to lead in with the fact that this dress, this wedding dress is not going to be completed 
because it right wasn't it due like what but wasn't it almost done yeah I, yeah. yeah I think you yeah I mean it, it probably could be handed over at this point. oh okay all right well all right yeah yeah and I think yeah. when they're in the carriage at this point Manu will kind of like turn and again like look at Rose and like grab her grasp her hands and be like oh, you are such a source of comfort to me how could I do this day without you I could not but you do not have to come with me how the choice is yours Rose uh, I think, you know, Rose grasps uh, Manu's hands in, in return and, and she leans in and probably with as much warmth as Rose can muster, she says, no, I will see this through with you. And that's it. That's all she says. Aww. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> beautiful from tragedy. Oh, it's so nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and she's like, allons-y, let's go get him um so you you head to the passe district and find uh, the home of the dantons and it is um even from outside you can see that it is a bustle of activity um they are clearly mid wedding preparation um oh. at this point um and i i think i think adelina would have would have told you that the, the wedding is next weekend um, the dress was supposed to be turned into, was supposed to be given over today, uh, but the wedding is next weekend. But the, they're clearly like the preparations are are in full swing. Love it. Probably even even amid the snow, even amid the snowstorm, um, there are oh, workers wow. that are okay. moving. They're moving furniture, and they're like all there's all sorts of things happening at this at this mansion. Right, and like they obviously don't know. Well, or do they know that like she has died? <laughs> like. Maybe we do a little tete-a-tete and, like, think of how we want to approach this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Or maybe, like, Manu is about to just get out of the carriage and storm in, and you're like, wait, wait, wait. Maybe we should just a plan. Yes, I think that that makes sense. There's pro- we probably, like, the carriage probably pulls up, right? And Manu yeah. is, um, she reaches right for the door handle. And I think Rose, like, reaches out, and, and she grabs the door handle first and, like, pulls it closed again. <laughs> yeah. And she says, you know, um... This is not like coming up to this is this is not like approaching um uh, Sylvie's uh, assistant. I think we need to have a certain level of tact approaching this man. He's potentially one of the last people who saw your aunt alive. Uh and I have a feeling that his Grief will not be unified with yours. Mm. Uh, wh- what are we? What are we hoping to ask? What are we hoping to get information from him? We must get him to admit his guilt, or we must, we must know the details about what he has done—a threat, <laughs> a curse. He has done something to mon cher Sylvie. Uh, I think Rose realizes now that she. It's very clear to her now that. Manu is Manu has made up her mind that this yeah. man is responsible for her aunt's death, and there's a potential that she's just gonna go right in there and be, like, you know, Jacques. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but you know, like Rose is a little Rose is a little bit hesitant around like very high society, and so she's mm. concerned that you know if they if they approach it that brashly that they might. They might not be able to like get anything, even if he is this person who created this situation, that they might not be able to get anything from him. So I think she proposes that 
She proposes that they try and approach with level heads, cool heads, to mm. give the information that that Sylvie has suffered a tragic death and right. the dress will need to be that they will either need to entrust the dress to the assistant to complete or they will need to um you know hand it over to somebody else but that they that the that the death was suspicious and so they have concerns for anyone involved in her life at that time. Like, not so much, like, pointing fingers at Danton, but saying, like, it seemed like something suspicious happened to Sylvie. We are concerned for anybody who was related to her in any way. So we'd because. love to know, like, what your experience has been with her recently. This is good for us, yes. And we can see his reaction when we tell him. That exactly. That it was a tragedy. And someone close to her in the day... Of her death is surely to be watched closely. <laughs> Responsible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. I think Rose kind of stares at Manu for a moment after that and goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> something. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. Uh, well, something is good. You are here. The, the French passion and me, it just needs to be tempered by your, your calm American ways, your cold American ways. It is good, it is good now. <laughs> yes, and Rose actually is slightly warmed by the phrase cold American ways. She's taking that as a compliment. Yeah, and then you... I was like, this is why I love you. This is, this is good. <laughs> Um, all right, so you're gonna you want to go try to like you're gonna you're gonna like storm to the mansion and like try to speak with Monsieur Danton um, about the dress and let yeah. him know what happened to to Sylvia. Yeah. Yes, and I think like Rose takes a moment in the carriage, like she sort of she gives herself herself like a one over, just tries to like you know I mean these are like you know she doesn't have like very fine clothes, she straightens it out, makes sure her buttons you know, does a little pinch of her cheeks to bring like kind of color into it, and you know I think just does like a, a once over of herself, trying to like be as presentable as possible. So okay. Manu doesn't do that. She like gets out of the carriage and starts to stride, and then almost like checks, like looks at Rose and says, like, like takes a deep breath and just is like, okay, we'll go and calm and be like, all right. So, um, you like try to grab the attention of like someone who is working around the house to see if you can find Monsieur Danton. Um, people are very busy, but when you mention the dress, uh, someone, uh, you know, kind of a servant stops and says, oh, yes, he's he's been very he's he's been talking about that. He's been very concerned about that. Let me go get him. Um, and they bring you inside. And, um, you know, before too long, um, a man um, approaches. He's talking with um, he's talking with another woman who's like holding a clipboard they have clipboards in 1895 she's she's like hold, she's like holding <laughs> yeah. something that Scroll. is like yeah yeah she's like she's like clearly taking notes down and like and yeah. like checking things off she seems like the person that is like she seems like the wedding planner right she's like coordinating mm -hmm. things yeah. mm -hmm. um and is in, is kind of like giving him updates and he comes over and he says he he's kind of like a he's he's kind of like a a um he's more rugged than i think you would expect 
right? Like he, like he, mm-hmm. like he kind of came up from, like he, he's not, he's, he's not aristocracy, right? He's like someone who is, you know, who feels very good about the fact that he earned his money. Um, mm-hmm. you, you understand? Oh, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled myself up by my yeah. bootstraps. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Yes, the French version of bootstraps, uh, <laughs> whatever that is. Um, yeah. And he um, he walks over and he says, "You're not Deverin. Uh I, I heard there was an update about the dress." Hello, Monsieur. Uh, my name is is Manu. I am la cousine de Sylvie. I, we need to speak with you. Is there a place where we can sit and talk? Uh, I I don't have time to sit down. Uh, w- Sir, let's t- let's talk here. Sir, it is. It is of utmost importance. You will want to hear what we have to say. Okay. Do you? Uh, what's a what's an interpersonal ability that you think you um, are are leaning on here? Probably bonhomie is not necessarily. Maybe culture. Like she seems as though like she was born on a farm, right? But she seems as though she is like a fancy person. Sure, sure. That that works. He says, "Okay, fine. Um, yes, come come this way." And he brings you into what seems like a I don't know a den or something like that. And then I think, unless Rose is going to jump in, I feel like Manu would kind of just lead the way here. Yeah. And are, yeah. I assume they're speaking in French. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, speaking in French. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She would be like, I think you should take a seat. I have something to tell you about uh, the dressmaker. And then. Okay. Is is there is there something wrong with the dress? We you know we we were told that it would be ready today. Uh, not exactly. The dress is is perfect. The dress is good. It is ready. It's all the things. But uh, it is hard to tell you this. My aunt, Sylvie, the couturier, she is dead. And he, the way he reacts to that is not... He kind of, like, throws his head back and, like, kind of rubs his eyes with his palms. Like, he's um, not sad, but, like, frustrated. <gasps> Shit. And he, says, <laughs> he says, um, not another one. What? He says, what? she, she died. And then Manu is like, the bonhomie is gone. She's like, <laughs> I am sorry, sir, that uh, the death of my aunt has been a source of frustration for you. But what do you mean, another one? Well, I just, I just found out that the, the wine supplier, the, the one who was supposed to supply the champagne for the wedding, it, he died too. When? Uh, this morning, apparently. Of what? Uh, somebody said, uh, I don't know, hypothermia. I don't know what he was doing out in the cold, but... Zut <gasps> <laughs> alors! I don't know what that means. <laughs> you just, you explain things, and I don't know what any of them mean. It's great. <laughs> I've been waiting to use that one. It's like, oh my god! Like, is that a question? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what it actually means. You like, know? who translated I don't know. It's just like, oh, what? <laughs> Final episode, Sarah's doing all of her dialogue only yeah. in French, so figure it <laughs> out. Um, I think Mikey okay. said that on one of the episodes of season five. He's like, you really should have just like told us that we that like it was an expectation to learn conversational French before doing the season. Like, yeah, you <laughs> yes. have to do it. <laughs> you know this group. We would have committed. <laughs> butchered, but everybody would have tried. Um, okay, so, so the moment he says that, you know, I don't know, like something like hypothermia or whatever, I think, because they're all seated, right, in this, this room together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that... Um, you know, Rose is sort of, you know, she's sitting next to Manu and hasn't really been saying anything. But the moment he says that hypothermia, like, you know, she looks over at her like totally. very pointedly, um, very pointedly. And and very quickly, Rose just 
interjects um, into this conversation and she looks at the um, I keep wanting to call him a baron for some reason I don't know it's just immediately um, <laughs> baron Danton <laughs> um, she looks at Danton and says um, Hy- yeah hypothermia he was out in the storm they found him out in the storm or did they find him in his like you know in his uh, did they find him in his wine cellar I don't know. It, they, I just received word this morning that it, there would be a delay on the shipment of the champagne because the the wine merchant had had met a a, a, a sudden and unexpected demise. Uh, and and the rest of your vendors, uh, have you heard from them? I haven't heard of anyone else passing away. No, if that's what if that's what you're implying, and no, I haven't heard of any other deaths. This is not this yet. is too this is this is too more than I was hoping for today, though. <laughs> <laughs> Two more than would be customary for a wedding, sir. Certainly, says. certainly. <laughs> um, and I think you know, I think Rose is as as uncomfortable as she is around, like you know, this sort of bourgeois, you know, setting. Um, uh, and you know, perhaps her tendency to like hold herself back. She she looks over at Manu and and she says quietly, but not totally silently. Um, uh, the symbol. I I I need to know. And she's even phrasing it as, I, I need to know, do you think, could it be? And then she just sort of trails off. And I think, like, while he's been talking, while they've been talking, Manu has, like, started to speak and, like, held herself back a bunch of times of, like, wanting to truly, like, j'accuse, like, <laughs> America, you know? And it's like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. chill, chill, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which of you which of you has assess honesty? The ability to assess honesty. Rose, I think that I think you're getting a clear indication from this guy. Like this, he does not at all seem guilty. Like not even, not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this seems like both an annoyance and a coincidence to him, right? Like that, like mm-hmm. that's the that's the distinct impression you're getting from him. Is like, mm-hmm. like this is just this is just like another thing I have to deal with. Like, what are the odds that two people die? That two vendors died a week before the wedding? Right, like he's just sharing the information that he has, yeah, without without thinking about it. And you As have a rich you man can, think, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think you've yeah. said anything about hypothermia to him. Okay. Oh wait, did, oh. but but he said he said yeah he, he said, said that he that said that, that the winemaker died of hypothermia. Yes. I don't okay. think that you have we have made a connection back to him that, okay. that she also did. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. my new well probably have said something of like let it slip that that was the same right like she's mm-hmm. kind of holding herself back and she's like but yeah. I just don't you think it is strange you know that two people who are under your employment may have died in the same strange way and when you say that he kind of looks at you and says wait the the couturier she she died of hypothermia as well we in a room with a roaring fire it is strange no unnatural Yes, uh, it's as if someone is trying to, and he, he. It seems like he's like he's like leaning into paranoia now a little bit. It's like it's it's as if someone is trying to to sabotage this wedding. Uh, someone trying to trying to ruin this for for my daughter and for my family. We who would want to do such a thing, sir? And maybe like Manu is like okay, maybe there maybe we do have the wrong guy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> At that point, he kind of he kind of like leans back in his chair, and he like think he thinks, and he's like, hmm. "There's only there's only one person I can think of. Uh, there's this this so-called 
poet of surpassing uselessness. He's he's in love with my daughter. I I don't know. He's he's come to speak with me many times and asked for her hand in marriage in, in these in this flowery language. He's he's written poems for her, uh, but he doesn't even his parents are they're they're nothing. There'd be there'd be nothing in it for 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 my daughter or her, or her future. His name's, uh, I don't know, Michelet or something like that. I, I think it's Ivan. Um, so I think that... <laughs> Sorry, Poet of Surpassing Uselessness. I'm like, oh my god, how can I, like, is that a new band name? Like, I just can't, like, I gotta, so I gotta give, I gotta give uh, Robin Laws the credit for that. That, that is a direct yeah. quote from the blog post, that the dad calls him a poet of surpassing useless, or so-called Amazing. poet of surpassing uselessness. I just love it. I mean, it's like, it's incredible. Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, that man was eviscerated. He's not even in the room. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, I mean, I think that when he describes this poet that way, Rose like bristles a little in her seat. It's hard for her to hear this man talk about, it, especially when he makes the mention of like his parents are nobody or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's hard for her to hear like people of a lower station to be discussed that way. Um, but what? So his name is the name he shares is Michelle Ivan, uh, or he's yeah, not his, sure his which first, one it his is. His first name is Ivan. His last Yvonne. name is okay. Michelle. And I think that Rose is going to ask, has anyone else from this bridal party been in contact with these vendors as much as you have? Only, only my assistant. The I, I was, I was with her uh, when you walked in. The, the one that's helping me with the planning. Mm. And this, this Yvonne, uh, was your daughter quite taken with him, or did she barely know him? No, she knew him, but uh, she was she was uninterested. And Manu was just like all of this speech is punctuated with like <gasps> like the drama of it all. Like, that is him. That must the be him. Drama. Like, yeah, yeah, like you know, she's not enjoying mm-hmm. it obviously because she's like grieving. But um, yeah, and especially when he's like she was not interested. It's like oh, she certainly thought that they were like in love and being mm-hmm. kept apart. And that's, yeah, no, it's, that's it, it doesn't seem mm-hmm. at least according to the father, it does not seem like mm-hmm. a star-crossed lovers situation it seems like a yeah. this mm-hmm. poet was quite taken with um with denise and like was trying to like woo her and it was not going well and has mm. manu would she have seen denise in the studio or no oh no denise is like no. a okay. yeah no she's she's like a she's a, a what's the word um debutante yeah, okay. yeah, like a, yeah, exactly, exactly. She's she's okay. like a society a society woman, um, not an mm-hmm. artist. Okay, right. You also have not seen her in the house. Okay, mm-hmm. and also, did either of us know the name Ivan Michel? Um, which of you has poetry? One of you has poetry, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Just you. Yeah, you've you've heard the name. Um, yeah, he. Um, he. What you would know about him is he like. He he's he's kind of like a poser. Um, he's like not a very good poet. Um, okay. but thinks he's a really good poet and like tries to like spend time like you know like doing poetry when they're like the eighteen ninety five version of open mics and things like that. But yeah. he's like not very mm. good. Yeah, and like yeah. nobody thinks metaphors. he's very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Okay. okay. So then when I hear the name, I'm like, oh yeah, she probably isn't in love with him. Yeah. No. Like that makes mm-hmm. more sense than mm-hmm. of like, oh mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, uh, so I think Rose will, you know, with this new information, I think Rose will turn back to Manu and, and say, uh, I think this takes us in a different course. Uh, what's the, what, what's the, the line from, um, from Only Murders, uh, uh, Martin, uh, oh, or uh, what's, this takes what's the this? investigation to a whole new direction. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, get rid of this. Takes the investigation, investigation. to a whole new level. <laughs> Charles, Charles Hayden Savage. Yes. <laughs> oh, Brazos, that's the name of the show. Brazos. <laughs> this takes the investigation in a whole new direction. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and I'm trying to think if Rose would suggest that they speak to the daughter or if they just go and investigate this guy. Because, as you said, like, with the assessed honesty, it's, like, so clear that, like, he's just sharing this information. Like, even though it's really very cold of him to be more, like, irritated by these people dying, it doesn't seem as, like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm getting away with something. And just for the sake of yeah. efficiency, if you ask yeah. about the daughter, he says yeah. that she's distraught okay. um, uh, about the about the complications with the champagne um, oh. and okay. um, is is indisposed. Oh, OK. All right. Got it. These Can we ask to speak priorities. with the assistant, though, <laughs> and just see, like, when was the last time that she saw him? Like, when was the last time either of them saw the blind men and then... Oh, the wine. Yeah, they 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 had I'm, spoken with yeah. the with the wine man, you know, a, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And maybe Manu can tell them like, listen, the dress is there, it's ready. Like, you can go get it whenever you want. Like, don't be stressed about that. Can you tell us some more details about Ivan? Like, anything else that you can remember about him? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the 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 father describes that Ivan. Um, that his daughter had told him about this poet that was like trying to woo her um, and that she was like uninterested. And then he started coming around the house and like wanted to speak with the father about like asking for her hand in marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. And the first time he like, I don't know, he like, because of, you know, for the sake of the man's reputation, like allowed him to come in and speak, um, but just found him like, you know, annoying and like, uh, and just kind of a buffoon, and so sent him away, and then and then refused to ever speak with him again. But he came, he came back a few more times. And when was the most recent time? About a week ago. Mm, okay. And so how did they part? How did they part ways? Like, what was the conversation like a week ago? Is oh, he Ro- did. He, Rose he, will ask. he didn't speak with him. He he. Oh. Yeah. No. He just he, turned him away. He just turned. Yeah. He 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 just turned mm-hmm. him away. Or he had the, he had the servants turn mm-hmm. him away. Mm-hmm. I feel like Manu at this point is like, all right, we can leave here. She's already got a whole theory mm-hmm. in her mind and is like eager to share it with Rose in the carriage. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think right before they go, though, Rose is going to ask for the name of the wine person who passed away as well and like where they could find them. Sure. Uh, Laurent Panin is the name of the wine merchant. Laurent Panin. Okay. All right. So I think, yeah, I think we part, I think they part ways with Danton. You know, Manu having given the reassurance about the dress, which is clearly what is the most important thing to him. Um, and we kind of reconvene yeah. in the carriage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think once they get, like, the moment they get inside and close the door, like, Rose turns to Manu and says, uh, so Danton is not our man. 
but I, I just, I feel like we need, and then she pops, she stops herself and she shakes her head because she knows she's like the only one who seems like fixated in this. She goes, I feel like I need to know more about how they found this winemaker. It's, it's too peculiar. It's too strange. I, I think we should go there first, but it's, it's your cousin. You tell me what, what your heart says where we should go. And Manu agrees. She's like, yes, I agree. I believe this poet, he has put a curse. That e- that ice sign is from him. It is for everyone involved with the wedding. And she also, she's like leaning hard into this because she's like, okay, it can't be related to me. Like mm-hmm. she hadn't mm-hmm. fully mm-hmm. conceptualized her fear that like she had somehow caused this by like standing for the dress or something. And now she's like, okay, that is ridiculous. Obviously it's this other thing. So she feels better. Okay. So you want to go to the like the the wine shop, yeah, um, of the winemaker. Yeah, yeah. we're okay. gonna go charm the family and get all the details. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Heard you just had a grisly death. We'd love to hear yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Trauma bond, like yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah so you, um, you know, someone someone gives you the address of where the mer- wine merchant's shop was, um, and you head there. And I think kind of similarly to your aunt's shop, there's nobody there. There's no, there's no, there are no police officers standing guard outside. Mm. Okay. I mean, Rose will try and, yeah, Yeah. immediately try and the handle (laughs) of the door. Uh, Yeah, the door's open. Okay. I think walk walk right in. It very much seems like a, this is a weird thing that happened there's a lot of snow. We've got a lot of things to worry about. Like, we can't be bothered to, like, secure this location or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go inside, and why don't you both give me a sense trouble roll? Do I need to do any things before I just... If you'd like to spend any sure. points from your mm-hmm. sense trouble pool, you can. Mine is zero, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, I do not know. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so I've a, I just have a quick question about that. So, what about the the negatives that I have? Because right, I think so, I have negative to composure and a negative to all other presence. You do. So you you would you'll take a minus one on this roll. And so if you want to spend anything to kind of okay combat and, that, you can. And where am I spending it from? Exactly. Your sense trouble pool. So you should have a number okay. next to sense trouble. Okay. So I have I have um two in there and I'm gonna can I spend one to mm-hmm. negate absolutely my negative okay absolutely, so I can. just roll the six then yep right? and then um, Sarah do you okay. want to spend any on this I don't have any so no no not a, you're, <laughs> not you're, you're, you're good you're, <laughs> yeah. you've got a lot of composure and you're good fighters but but your awareness not high yeah not high. she just like that's why the fighting's gotta be good <laughs> yeah things are good yeah. <laughs> so okay. roll okay Four for Rose. Two. Okay. So Rose, you kind of scan the scan the 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 wine shop, and it really look it looks like a merchant's shop, right? Like it seems like maybe there's a back room where there's storage, but like it seems like a place that you would go and buy wine. Um, and you scan around, and your mind is suddenly taken back to uh, Sylvia's shop as well because there's just something about the scene that feels so familiar right there's still a fire burning in the fireplace 
It looks like mm-hmm. someone was working in here and all of a sudden just stopped working. And your mind and, and your eyes, I think, move over to the fireplace, wanting to not see what you feel like you know you're going to see. And that symbol is is there in snow and ice on the fireplace. And that is where we're going to end our story for now. Of course it's there. Of course. She knew oh, it. Yeah. She felt it in her heart. <laughs> I knew it was oh, going to be there. Oh, God. <laughs>